Welcome to Breaking Through Biz, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Shiver, and I have with us today my guest, Allison Neerman, who is the CEO of Tilly Workfuller Solutions and also a fellow Rooted Sister. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So we're going to talk about the great resignation. We're going to talk about recruiting, hiring, and really the people component. Um, You know, I do EOS, and so we talk about the six key components of our business all the time. And the people one is the one where people get stuck. And so um, we know that starting from scratch, starting early in setting the job role Mm -hmm. up correctly is incredibly important. And so I wanted to bring you on today and have you share with us about what business owners can do maybe differently than they've been doing um, so far. So tell us a little bit about how you started Tilly Workforce Solutions and um, a little bit about your background. Right. Thank you. So I had 25 years of corporate HR and recruitment background before starting my firm. And some of the things that I did in my corporate life were starting, um, I pioneered the employment branding, marketing in a different way, really looking at metrics as to where the holes were, why there were holes, and how to really stand out as an employer to identify and then hire uh, really strong and key talent Mm -hmm. so that not only candidates and professionals could succeed, but also um, employers could succeed and hit their goals. And so from that, I just had a lot of people say, I really want to use Um, your skills and your experience in my own business, but I couldn't um, Mm -hmm. because I was working somewhere else. So after all of that encouragement, we opened Tilly Workforce Solutions. It's been about two years, and we really specialize on hiring in marketing and HR. And then in addition to that, we do some workforce planning for um, companies. Nice. Well, tell me what you are seeing as the biggest challenge that owners are facing these days. Yeah. So I think there's two different things that go together. They are faced with the challenge of having a workforce plan. So, um, you know, if this happens, then what do they need to do? You know, if they hit that goal, if they get the new client, Mm. um, who's going to need uh, to be in their company in order to fulfill the jobs, Mm -hmm. right, to meet the goals? Um, And then the second thing that aligns with that is what they're seeing is, especially in the last few years, a lot of movement, you know, mm-hmm. people are retiring. Um, a lot of retirement has happened, which then leaves a gap. Um, and in addition to that, people are really very in tune to what they want to do with their life, what fulfills them, and what motivates them. And because of that, um, we've seen a huge shift in, um, you know, employment and talent moving. Yeah. And so, um, you know, one of the questions is, what is what is the biggest change you've seen kind Mm -hmm. of in the last three to five years? I certainly have seen a lot more Mm -hmm. turnover. So what do you what do you recommendations do you have for business owners about what they can or should be doing about that? Yeah. So um, like you said, we are seeing a lot of that um, shift and that change. Um, I think it's really important that especially small business, um, midsize businesses, Again, they really have that plan, Mm -hmm. right? So, and that is right down to what needs to be done to fulfill the goal of a job. You know, this is what we have to do to 
operate daily, um, but then this is how we achieve our long-term goals. Um, and so they really have to know who that person is and what that role is mm-hmm. um, that accomplishes those things. And that's what you refer to as workforce planning, correct? correct? Okay. Yes. I just yes. want to make sure yeah. we're clear on that Yeah, term. have a good, strong workforce plan. And then I think the other thing is that they really need to know what stands out as a company. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I the right place to come work? So those are two good things. Nice. So you have pioneered this guide that mm-hmm. really helps in, um, as I was reading, it was like gaps, goals, necessary skill sets, cultural element fits. And I started thinking, oh, my gosh, there is like so much more to hiring than most owners mm-hmm. are probably thinking about, right? They're a lot of times thinking about, I have this thing that needs to get done. Tell me about this guide that you created and kind of about these these categories or these components of this guide. Yeah. So on the workforce plan guide, we really look at what the position is and what the actual tasks are that need those are the concrete, unchangeable, what needs to happen to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, too, in that plan, it really looks at a company's culture and what type of person, what type of characteristics, does someone need to have to fit into our company and succeed here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so those plans really work a company through all of those elements, um, the soft skills, the hard skills, who we are as a culture and who's going to fit, what personalities are going to fit. And those aren't things that you can necessarily put on a form that can be public. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something that businesses really need to know about themselves and identify so that when they're speaking and searching for the next fit for their company, it's not only its success for them, but for the candidate as well. Are you finding that the owners actually can know and articulate like the actual real culture? Well, I think if we, you know, if you work them through certain questions, you know, if you Mm -hmm. really think about it and you're honest about it, I think they do. And whether they want to do something about it or not is a different story. But Mm -hmm. I think that they do know their culture, you know. We do a lot of, um, again, in EOS, there's a part Mm -hmm. where we're going through and about like, what are your core values? And it's like, sometimes there's aspirational core Mm -hmm. values, like who we hope we are. So (laughs) clearly, if you're going in, you know, I guess maybe if you're trying to form a culture, you should be hiring people that Mm -hmm. have those aspirational values, but then potentially there's not a fit there also. And then that causes some churn and some turnover. So are you seeing that at all? Mm -hmm. Are you seeing people just, yep, we know what our culture is and, and we shout it loud and proud and right because I mean you should either be re- attracting or repelling mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. with your culture like it should be super clear I'm a fit or I'm not a fit mm-hmm. are you seeing people doing that or are you seeing them more trying to be like oh I got to just get higher I got to get anybody that I can <laughs> the answer is yes to both so um, th- I-, I feel like people are in a scramble sometimes to hire mm-hmm. because they didn't know Mary was going to quit or mm-hmm. Bob was going to retire or something like that. And so they really are in that scramble. However, I believe that it is turning pretty significantly, in the, especially in the last few years, where people are really understanding who we are as a company. Mm-hmm. And they are honest. You know, mm-hmm. some people are like, yeah, we are all type A or passive or whatever, <laughs> you know, and right? and they know that about themselves. Yeah. And so I am seeing that companies are starting to really understand that about themselves and using a lot of um, different assessments as well to know who's got what skill set to kind of come together yeah. um, to move forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's turning. 
Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, you have something called behavioral-based interviewing. Mm-hmm. So I've been in the traditional interviews, right, where it's like I've got my list of questions mm-hmm. and you answer them and you have seven people that ask you all of the same questions and you hope you remember <laughs> what you said. You actually uh, recommend a little bit more or different sort of an interview style. Tell me about that. Right. So a behavioral-based interview is based off of the STAR method. And so the STAR stands for situation, task, action, and result. So you're asking questions where someone can reflect on their uh, former behaviors or um, ways that they acted in a workforce to accomplish a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're asking questions that will bring out what was the situation and or task, um, what was the action that you did, and then what was the result. Okay. And so the idea behind that is that the behavior that they you know, that they had mm-hmm. will then determine, obviously, future success. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had an interview one time um, at, where at, it was a lunch interview. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there. It was for a sales position. And the lady said, teach me something. Ooh. And that was it. She was just completely silent. And I panicked. Like, I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I'm like, teach you something? What do you mean? Like, I'm not prepared. I don't. And it was just a beautiful, like, mm-hmm. behavioral-based kind of a question, right? Like, yeah. how can you think on your feet? How quickly? So I ended up teaching her how to fold a napkin, like, yeah. um, right? And because I was like, what do I have? What are the resources? It was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the job, but that's okay. <laughs> not meant to be. You know? Not meant to be. You don't but... ever want to walk through doors that, you know, aren't yeah. opening. Yeah. yeah. Any um, um, anything that's keeping business owners stuck or any gotchas that you want to make sure that business owners are navigating mm-hmm. around well? I think what's keeping them stuck right now is understanding the talent force right now. And um, they're stuck in, you know, we will hire here and these are our benefits and this is our culture and this is how we do things. Um, you know, it's a shift like we talked about. And so I think, you know, they're they're stuck in how they used to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear a lot of, oh, the millennials these days. <laughs> how are you helping combat yeah. that? Because Yeah, you know, that's a funny thing because I I like to remind people that millennials and younger generations grew up in a different time than we did. Yeah. You know? Some of them grew up post recession or in uncertainties, you know, divorce, war, all of this turmoil has surrounded them. Mm-hmm. And so you know, my father, our parents' generation would be, if you're asked to jump, they're going to say how high, mm-hmm. right? This generation wants to know why. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it to be disrespectful. It's because they're so used to uncertainty in their life that they just want to know what's going to happen if I do it, Yeah, you know, so that the rug doesn't get slipped out from underneath them. Yeah. And so I've learned that in this generation, if you explain the why mm-hmm. and the full picture of the business, just let them in on what they need to know. Not only next time will they do it, they'll probably solicit others to do it and they'll continue to do it and they'll do it better and better each time. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. I was just having a conversation <laughs> with somebody the other day about um, – when would, did you first get into technology? Like, do you remember how yes. old you were, like, when you first had access to a computer? It's so funny. My 14-year-old just asked me the other day. She played a dial-up sound. And she goes, <laughs> do you know what this sound is? And I was like, very well. So, yeah, I remember. That's funny because I do remember I was in college when the first class, uh, Intro to Computer-Based Systems came out. First of its kind. Okay. Yeah, and I remember thinking, I should probably take that because I'll need that someday. 
way. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so I was really, I was fortunate. I got to go to the computer school in nice. Webster. It was like the first school that actually had computers in the room. And I was in first grade. And it, our mascot was the turtle. Yes. And it was the Macintosh with like oh, the yeah. green buttons. And you pushed yeah. up and down and over. And so like I was thinking about, you know, my generation has had technology since first mm. grade-ish, yeah. right? But my kids literally were born with mm-hmm. a device, like a oh, personal man. handheld device in their hand. And so has that changed or shaped the way people hire, look for jobs, recruit, mm. anything like that you mm-hmm. could maybe give the older generation? Like yep. it's not a, like the resume isn't as important anymore. Is there anything like that going on? Well, I think that it has definitely affected the way that people connect. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always shocked. Well, I applied for the job and I never heard. Well, mm-hmm. it's probably because there are behind the scenes, connecting with people, having conversations online with people. Also, an employer's brand online is very important right Mm -hmm. now. I think up to 70% of candidates are searching online something about the company, Mm -hmm. and they want to get an insight into that company and into the role that they're seeking before the interview. So like looking at Glassdoor 100%. for reviews. Even even Instagram or LinkedIn or, I mean, so many companies now are out there on a lot of different, I mean, TikTok, for mm-hmm. instance, is one of the highest ranked um, places for employers to go right now. Snapchat. Really? Mm-hmm. TikTok? How, mm-hmm. how does that work? You're going to have, because yeah. all I see is dance videos. <laughs> it's, it's very, I mean, this is controversial, but um, it, it is very informative too. You know, there's some very educational things that are on that. Mm-hmm. And so they do, companies are putting education out there. They have YouTube channels. Companies are using technology in a number of ways to represent who they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. And they do that through the story of their people. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. I guess I got to get more into TikTok it's not and just figure out. Yeah. I know. I know. I, it's, it's just hard, you know, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like there's so many places and so many things that I need to keep up with and update and message and all of those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. it's not like a, it's not certainly isn't an overnight, hey, tomorrow Same I want to the hire choir. somebody, yep. right? Yeah. So if we had to just narrow down, if we had to just focus in one specific technology or tool, mm-hmm. where would you recommend people spend their dollar, their Hard-earned dollars? That's a great question. I think it depends on the level of the role. If it is a professional level, I mean, LinkedIn is still pretty pretty strong. And people need to remember the power of their people inside and the network that Mm -hmm. they have. Mm -hmm. Um, Authentic organic hiring is still one of the strongest things. You know, I think one of the very early metrics that I set, you know, 25 years ago, and it's still reigns true is that like 50% of hires still come from employee referrals. Yeah. You know, so just if somebody will know somebody. Yeah. But it starts off with it's just like having a good strategy, right? 100%. And that's where your workforce plan is incredibly mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted to work with you to develop a workforce plan, yeah. where could they get a hold of you? Yeah. My website is tillyworkforcesolutions.com. And from there, there's connect with me buttons all over. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we could talk about hiring and recruiting yeah. and onboarding. And so I'll have to have you back for another yeah. one. Maybe we'll talk about the whole uh, what happens after you get them hired. Yeah. But um, until then, uh, I just want to say thank you for, for spending the time with us and sharing some of your knowledge. Um, I just want to also say make sure that you join us for the next podcast with Peter Rayson from Mineta. He's going to talk to us about business owners that are looking to sell and looking to mm-hmm. exit their business and what their succession strategy is. So we're incredibly 
incredibly excited to hear from him. So as always, it's just a pleasure to spend time with you, Allison. Any last words of wisdom for business owners listening? Yeah, I think it's important, um, like we talked about, that they really have a plan. They know what their gaps are or could be in the future and what their characteristics and what skills need to be fulfilled in those roles and what type of person needs to do that. But also that candidates really just want to be seen and motivated and fulfilled in their work. And if, um, you know, the companies align their plan with those three things, and they're going to find success both in their business and in the people that they hire. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Shiver, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus, Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.